This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue, and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Welcome back to Radiate. This is episode 21. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host. Thank you for joining us today. Almost everyone experiences grief and loss at some point in their lives. The death of a loved one can leave us experiencing a range of thoughts and emotions. Grief can also affect us physically. Today's guest is going to share with us a novel way of dealing with grief and loss that can provide support emotionally, mentally, and physically. Gina Juka is a 200-hour registered yoga teacher with a certification in grief yoga. Gina is an aftercare coordinator with Aurora, and she has worked in the field of grief for 10 years. She is also a licensed social worker and has earned a master's degree in psychology. Gina works with Arkansas donor families as they navigate their own grief journeys following the loss of their loved ones, many who became organ and tissue donors. And many of the family's loved ones are donors in spirit, meaning that their intention was to donate their life-restoring organs and tissue, but they were unable to do so for a variety of reasons. We are so pleased to have Gina with us today. Gina, thank you for joining us to talk about yoga and how we can benefit us in a variety of ways. Thank you, Audrey, for having me and letting me share the gift of yoga today. So pleased to to talk about it. So let's just jump right in. Um, I guess my first question would be how you became involved with yoga. I want to say around 20 years ago, after having some major medical complications and several deaths and tragic events in my life, I was really needing some help, but felt lost and alone. My grief had really become overwhelming. I was in a dark place and my health continued to suffer. I think part of this was because I just tried to avoid all the feelings of my grief Mm. and um, and just fill the time with my work, my eating (laughs) and any other distractions um, I could find. Mm -hmm. And then one day, with the help of a really good friend, I started looking into some alternative holistic type therapies, such as yoga, Mm -hmm. um, chiropractic, practice um, acupuncture, and just healthier lifestyle changes to reduce stress and feel good again. Yoga was the one thing that gave me a true balance of mind, body, and spirit. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. And once I started working in the grief field, Um, I wanted to share this gift with others. Mm -hmm. And so eventually I became a registered yoga teacher in the year of 2019. Okay. Okay. And you were, we're fortunate to have you that you brought that skill and talent to Aurora that you you can share with so many other people. And, you know, I, I think almost everybody is probably familiar with yoga, but I have to admit that the first time I heard the term grief yoga. I I knew I hadn't heard it before and I was just, you know, what is that? So what is grief yoga? (laughs) 
Exactly. So funny story. Um, so my goal all this time was to share yoga with the grief and loss community. Mm-hmm. And after my yoga training, I started self-studying about all the different ways to combine grief and yoga um, as a non-traditional support group. Um, we called it in the beginning when we were um, having our classes, we called it mindfulness or mindfulness, grief and meditation. Okay. And we had several in-person classes in Little Rock and even started looking for a location in Northwest Arkansas to, to, to bring that um, option to our families there. And of course it was right before everything closed down with the pandemic. Of course. And um, like everyone else, we had to start shifting our direction. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, I discovered Paul Denniston. Um, he offers a grief, a grief yoga teacher training on, on Zoom right now um, during this time. And it was such a great honor to discover a group of like-minded yoga teachers nationwide and even internationally mm-hmm. wanting to help others during their darkest days. That's that's really fascinating. I mean, the idea that something that is already kind of um, I mean, it's already it's already about connecting. I guess yoga is all already about connecting yourself or helping you to connect with your own feelings in your body and correct isn't that kind of the basis correct. for yoga right. and so it makes sense then that grief yoga would be a thing because especially thinking about what you had said initially when we started the interview is that I would imagine that there are times with grief that you just feel disconnected or you want to disconnect so I'm guessing that that grief yoga is going to provide some balance maybe and clarity to allow you to see things in a different way? Yes. So the way um, grief yoga works is we're using several branches of yoga. So with the movement of the yoga, the breath and sound, um, all of those combined, it's about bringing awareness to the body and uh, in the mind to discover mm-hmm. where we hold our pain and struggle. And it's also about having a safe place to express any struggle through the movement using your breath and sound. Mm-hmm. And then flowing into a moving meditation to open the heart. Um, We even have laughter exercises to tap into the joy and dance prayer to connect to the soul. And finally, students surrender to let the pain, to let go of the pain and to reconnect to love and the gift of life. Wow. So so is this sort of like a you know, you start at one place and then you progress to the next step and the next step? Is that the way this is set up as a class? We've done it several ways. We've done it where we just focus on awareness. And then the next class, we um, focus on expression. You know, it just depends on how much time we decide we want each class to to go. I've Mm -hmm. done some pre-recorded classes for um, for our families that want to learn more about it. So we will, you know, kind of give them a. A short version that they can use 
um, in the comfort of their home. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, really just want this to be an additional tool for for the individuals that are seeking additional support during their grief journey. And so as you're learning these uh, skills or these ways to move through grief yoga, it's stuff that you can do anytime, you you know, you can learn it in the class, but then if there's not a class until the next month, you can continue practicing these things until the next class. Um, And I think that's a good way to connect with it during, as you do your grief work, as you go through your grief, um, process. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I told you that the first time that I heard the term grief yoga, um, I, I just had no clue what, what could this possibly be? So <clears throat> when you talk to families or you provide the information to them, what kind of reactions do you get from people when you talk about grief yoga? Um, I think it's a mixed reaction. Um, hearing the word, like you said, the words grief and yoga at the same time, it's, um, it, it does throw people off a little bit, you know, cause you know, you're like, okay, I'm standing on my head or I'm doing, you know, a tree pose. What does that have to do with grief? Exactly. And I've had a good amount of people interested in, in starting, you know, and then I guess the other side of, you know, hearing something new like grief yoga, mm-hmm. but then also having the courage or even the energy to start something new when you're in that deep grief, it's so hard. It is so hard. It's, you know, so one of the reasons we are looking at ways to make it more available and less scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't have to fear the unknown um, or muster up every little bit of energy to be, to be present. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to be the guide for, for these classes. But what I tell the participants is you show up the and, and take what you need. Just because we're doing this over here, if you need to be in a resting pose the whole time during class because you're exhausted and you haven't slept in weeks, mm-hmm. then I want you to lay down on a mat and get a blankie and close your eyes. Yeah. And that's okay. Or if you need to grab a box of Kleenex and just let the tears flow mm-hmm. because the, you know, the, the main thing is having a safe place. Yes. And that's what we want to offer our um, participants is a safe place. And as we're doing it um, through Zoom, you don't even have to be on camera. Right, exactly. So that's got to be appealing to people who may feel a little bit uncomfortable about trying something physical and having other people see them try for the first time. I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but <laughs> but I know for some people that's that's got to be that's going to offer a level of comfort to, to them to know that they can do it still privately. They're still participating, but they're still protecting their privacy at the same time. So do participants need to have any previous yoga experience or, and if not, are there any limitations that would prevent most people from 
participating? I don't think so. Um, I mean, the way that the class normally works is we do some very gentle warm-up exercises um, just to bring awareness to the body and, and connect to breath. Mm -hmm. And then all of the um, next steps are, are just movement, of course, but they're very gentle movements. And again, my, my philosophy is listen to your body and do what your body allows that day. Because mm -hmm. every day our body is different. We never know what we're going to wake up to. That's a cranky true. back or, you know, a tight um, neck. Mm -hmm. So listening to the body and, and following, because um, you're the expert of who you are and what you need. Right. Yes, it's true. And uh, at the, my main recommendation is if you are under the care of a doctor, is to get their blessing when you start anything new. That's right. a little, you know, in a physical area uh, such as yoga. Um, but we do, we do try to have options where it can be done from a stable chair and or a yoga mat. Okay. Some people are more comfortable, you know, using a yoga mat mm -hmm. and some people want to be, don't want to get down on a yoga mat, but they would be more comfortable in a chair. And so we have that right. option. Okay. Oh, that's great. To, that's really great to know. So um, the, are they called in yoga? Is it a called a pose? I mean, are they poses when you're like a, a tree pose or? Right. Okay. There's poses. Yes. Okay, so so are the poses, do you do the same types of poses that you would do that most people are kind of have seen on TV or in a, on pictures of people doing yoga? Are they similar to those poses? Um, I, so we, so the poses that I use, because I'm trying to modify where we can have a chair option versus a mat option. Mm -hmm. um, so there's going to be like, you know, just regular like neck releases. Um, so a lot of it's more stretching, I guess you okay. could say stretching. And then there's like cat cow. A lot of people have heard mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. um, some, some side body stretching and some twisting, some uh, regular twists to help loosen up the lower back. And, um, you know, and then again, we, if, if we do go into more yoga poses, um, again, I, I've always, in any time that I teach yoga, it's listen to the body first, right? You know, modify where you need to modify. If something is uncomfortable, back out of it and, and just rest. Right. Um, right. so, cause I mean, we there is the opportunity to go into um, downward dog. There is the opportunity to go into chair pose. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are opportunities to do more, but it's not, it's not a requirement. Yeah. Okay. So, so participants are, I mean, do you encourage them to practice every day or, you know, is it just when they feel like it? What, 
how does that work? What kind of advice and guidance do you give them about their practice of it? That's a great question. You know, doing some movement and stretching or anything that's good for the overall body, I feel like is a plus. Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing just a short, you know, couple of stretches, couple of movements, you know, some, and it doesn't even have to be movement. Being still is an accomplishment mm-hmm. grief. Finding stillness um, after a busy day or after, um, or during a time when it's just like, this is so hard. And just being able to, lay down somewhere or get into a comfortable position where you can close your eyes and connect to your breath. To me, that's yoga. That's really interesting. And, And it just seems that this is something that many people can relate to. I mean, as, as we said at the top of the interview, everyone at some point or almost everyone at some point is going to deal with grief on some level. Um, but I would imagine that um, there are lots of people who who don't really reach out or don't have anyone to support them during the grief process. And having this tool has got to be a wonderful thing for people because they can continue to do it on their own once they they're they're learning from you. But it's a skill that they can use to address some of that grief. Is is that is that pretty accurate? Yes. And I think it's, you know, just like anything that we suggest or recommend to our grieving families, um, you know, there's a lot of tools out there Mm -hmm. and you've, it's good to just kind of participate and see what's available Mm -hmm. and see what works for you as an individual. Like, you know, some people like to journal, some people like art, you know, these are all ways to express yourself and express right. your grief. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the grief yoga is just that that next um, option that is available that maybe people didn't, you know, know of or yeah. were aware of or even maybe a little threatened by because it is so new in the grief um, community. Right. And, and, and there are probably some people who are a little bit um, intimidated by yoga, just the idea right. of yoga. They're thinking that they're going to need to, you know, as I said, be able to do all of these poses. And but that is not really what this is about. I mean, that no. that certainly is part of it. But the focus here is really on their emotional well-being. Correct. OK, Correct. So, you know, as, as you said, you know, this is this is something that we have been providing or offering to um, donor families here in Arkansas. Um, so or donor families and the families of donors in spirit. But um, suppose you're not a member of either of those groups. Can is there a possibility? Is there a way that other people can participate who might not be experiencing or who might not be going through um, the aptitude care program at Aurora? Yes, we are offering this as a gift to the community. Um, you know, we we see, we understand that there's a lot of loss going on right mm-hmm. now. 
Um, you know, there, and it just seems to be increasing during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, during um, all the things that we are grieving as our life has changed. Um, and we just want anyone looking for an alternative grief support group and seeking a way to move through the pain and struggle to know that they're invited to join our group. And, and how could how can do people do that? Um, so they can uh, reach out um, to to me personally mm-hmm. um, through my email and my phone number. Okay. And um, if they want to just kind of talk about it, you know, because it is so new and get some more information, I would love to share that. Um, my email address is jjuka at aurora.org. I'm going to spell that. It's jjucha at aurora, A R O R A dot org. And my direct Office number is 501-907-9125. And we are actually looking at starting um, our our grief yoga segment for this year, next month, on the first Tuesday of each month. Um, It'll be a 6 p.m. class uh, via Zoom, um, roughly 45 minutes to an hour. do, do people need to pre-register for the class? Yes, we will eventually have a registration um, set up, a link of some type where they can um, get signed up. But yes, a registration is helpful just so we can know how many people are joining in the class um, and communicate beforehand so they know how to prepare for um, that, that right. time for them. Great. Um, and, and what is the cost for the class? The cost is no cost. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yes. So so this really is a community service that you're providing at no cost to anyone who's interested. And I, I guess another thing that I'm thinking about is that um, grief is not always about the loss of a person. Correct. I mean, there there's lots of there are a lot of of ways that we're experiencing grief and a lot of reasons that we're experiencing grief. As you said, you know, loss is not always about death. Correct. So there could be other people who could benefit from this who may not have lost anyone, but they're still experiencing some difficulties emotionally. That's right. And I also want to add, um, you know, With that, a lot of our frontline workers, a lot of our um, medical, a lot of our teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, that are supporting the the community take in a lot of the suffering that they of the of the individuals are working with. So we even want, you know, you hear a lot about Mm self-care during grief or, you know, and just healthy ways to support yourself as you support others. And so we even want to offer it to those people that need maybe a little extra self-care um, this year that want to try something new and uh, 
and give back to themselves. That's excellent. That, that's an excellent opportunity. And I hope that um, many, many people will, will take you up on that. Um, so what do, you, what do people typically say? What are some of the things that you've heard people say following a session, especially if they've never done it before, but what kind of comments do you get? So, most of the comments are about the same, mm-hmm. and um, it's usually that they are, they feel more peaceful and relaxed at the end of the class, and um, wishing we had more classes each month. So, um, and so that is something. So people are saying, not only do I want to practice this. My, on my own, but I want to be able to be part of this class and do that more as well. Correct. Correct. And I do like the fact that it, it does bring a sense of community when you get, um, when you join for one purpose um, and, uh, and share a space together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hoping, you know, this year that we will be able to provide um a class in person again. Um, I do see us moving forward with this, continuing with the Zoom option, just because that opens up an opportunity for more participants yes. that don't have to travel. And, you know, you know, anyone in the state or anyone really could go outside of the state if they wanted to be as, you know, doing it Zoom um, could participate. But eventually we will be adding in-person classes and we will share that information once that's available in a safe environment. Fantastic. That's great. So Gina, there, you know, even though this sounds like a really fantastic program, there there might still be some people out there who are a little bit hesitant about trying something like this, or they just don't think that that kind of physical thing is for them. What other options are available to anyone who's experiencing grief right now? Well, there are several options um, in the communities and throughout the state. And if someone is interested in finding additional grief support um, or just someone that can help direct them during this time, please feel free to reach out to me. And, um, and I can connect you with those resources. Um, there's no reason to be going through this alone is my, is my one piece of, uh, of advice. Um, and that's, that's excellent advice. Gina, thank you so much for being here today. I hope that our audience has learned something um, that's really going to benefit them, not just today, but potentially for the rest of their lives. Thank you again for being here. Thanks so much, Audrey. If you have questions for us, please call 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life-restoring decision and register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor, go to DonateLifeArkansas.org. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications.